bonus content. The Liberty L bonus content. No episode number. This is a post game. This is a post cold no. ones. This is this is live commentary. This is this is live reaction from that win in Columbus. That comeback win in Columbus. This is live. This is live. This is here. All right. I just want. I want to get something. The Liberty L finally has guests on the podcast. We got my man Brian Bertel. Say yeah. what's up. What's going on? And we got our man's. The Don Doheny, Devin Harrison. Yo. Yeah. What's going on? All right, a couple new guests here. Now, keep in mind, we are off the cold ones. We so, are. Yeah, so this is going to be a rough post game. But listen, we missed an episode. I missed an episode because of the flu. So we are here talking post game. We are very excited. The Flyers are 13, 7, and 5. Unbelievable. They are hey. six games above 500. That happened twice last year. Seven games above 500. I looked it up. Happened once last year in March. We have a chance here against the Red Wings to do that now. But let's get into the game. Let's get into mm-hmm. the first goal. Tyler Pitlick has been all over. That's exactly what I was just going to say. I was going I was actually going to cut you off and tell you how good Tyler Pitlick's been. Devin, how good has Tyler Pitlick been in your eyes? Man, you know what? I, I've seen Pitlick put in some work. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? No, he's <laughs> he he's been good for the last 3 games, Pitlick, I think. He's been he's Playing really hard, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's been playing great, in my opinion, for a fourth liner. For a fourth liner, you've got yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, nothing above that. Listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to butt it. In the fourth line this year so far has been incredible. phenomenal. I've said it in, on multiple Dude. podcasts. I've said it to Chris. The fourth line has been incredible. I know you're like one of the fourth liners is making $7 million, and that's not a good thing. But the fourth line is actually not a fourth line. Like, they can score. Yeah, indeed. Dude, Raffle has probably been, what, our best fourth liner this year, right? I love everything Raffle has been doing this year. So good. And then Lawton came back finally. He's looking. I think this game was like him coming back. Like this is like his comeback game. You know what I'm saying? I thought he looked a lot better. Like coming off an injury, I thought he looked slow. But I think today he regained it. I don't even think this was his comeback game. I think he's been doing it all year, to be honest with you. Raffle's been a solid player the entire year. I remember watching at least three or four games with Danny and, and, and slapping Danny on the shoulder and be like, damn, Raffle looks good. Raffle's been tough on the Raffle puck. He's good. been really strong on the puck. Exactly what Devin just said. He's been he, so he's good. been tough on the puck. How many times has has Raffle showed his back to the the uh the, the defender and just shrug people play. off the puck? It just and I think a lot of it has to do with the new coach too. You've you never seen him do an issue with Dave Hacks. That's not period. true. I mean, we did see him do it a couple of times, especially yeah. against Detroit like two years ago. He did. Sh- uh, That's what he's been known for. He's been known for shrugging people off the puck. But guess what? He's been played in different positions his entire career. He's been played on the first line. He's been played on the second line with like skilled players, and that's just yeah. like, not who he is. Definitely, definitely. He's playing center now. He's been playing wing for how long? He exactly. just started playing center. No, I agree. He's been playing center, but where has he been playing yes. center from? He's been playing center yes. from the fourth line, where he, he should be. And that's where he flourishes. Mm-hmm. And Osher, he's been playing center, too. Well, he's been playing for their team. Yeah, he's the best. National team. He was the first line center on he that was. team. He yeah. was. Um, yeah, the fourth line's been phenomenal. I mean, uh, another road game where we started off rough. I mean, I'm tired of I'm tired of seeing that, really. No, I, I mean, texted you. It's, I'm over it, man. Like, I'm, it, it, it's... Obviously, at the end of the day, <laughs> we obviously like, don't give a fuck because we won the game. Yeah. But, like, I'm obviously... In regulation. Yeah. Exactly. In regulation. In regulation. But I'm sick of it, man. I'm sick of starting slow like that. Like, we're not that team. Like, the team that starts from the game, 
to like seven minutes is just not the Flyers. It's just mm-hmm. not because they turn into a completely different team. It, it's weird. Now, I saw Brian Elliott's postgame comments where he said it, it takes some – a lot of times when teams let in goals towards the end of the period, it's usually a deflating goal. It's usually a goal that takes, like, the energy out of the team that was it was scored on. You know what I mean? But tonight, like, Brian Elliott really stressed how it was good to have a veteran team who didn't bend, like, didn't break. They bend, but they didn't break after a couple goals tonight. And that's one thing you have to say. Like, the Carolina game, the Columbus game, these teams, like, although they are going down on the road, they're showing that – that effort to come back. I mean, look at Farabee's pass to Lawton for Lawton's first goal of the year, by the way. Lawton, someone who's – talk about a comeback. We're talking about Raffle and Pitt. Like, Lawton has been a guy who is finally starting to get his groove back now. And yes. I, I think last year uh, Lawton played his best. I, like, I, I think he was all over the puck last year. I, I think he put in, like, a bunch of work, and he played, like – he played great. In my opinion, last year. He's a great I, I, I think that he was always trying hard. You know, he was all over the puck. You know, like I, I... and I, th- I think the thing is with with Lawton and Raffle is we've we've known they've never been bad players, but we've never had a TK breakout year. We never had Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee to take the right. offensive work like, you know what's messed workload up? off of these players. Raffle's got a lot of hate from the fan base too, dude. Like all unnecessary. Depth player, all depth players in the Philadelphia hate. Flyers organization he's, get hate. He's one of our best four flyers. He's been our best four flyer for how long? And he plays up and down the lineup any position you want, just like Lawton does. But you know, Any position, a Swiss Army knife. But you know what pisses me off? Every single game, almost every single game, the Flyers can never secure a win. Like they, they, they always have to come down to the final fucking minute. They make it difficult. It's never it's easy. every Philly team. They can never every get a solid regulation win. Without it either going to overtime or coming down to like the last, the final two fucking exactly. Got to finish it, dude. Got to finish I it. I totally agree. And they've finished the last two games, but you saw like in Calgary where they didn't finish their chances and it bit them in the ass. Yeah. And the, I'm not even going to get into the Islanders game because that game stung differently. Dude, but dude, They're good this year, dude. But if they would have won that Calgary game, we're talking about a four-game win streak now. And they lost that game in overtime, so you're talking about 3-0-1 in your last four. And you're talking about... You play a game at home against the worst team in the league in Detroit on Black Friday. You go to Montreal. They are struggling as well. And then you play a week a week straight of home games. you got Toronto, Arizona, and Ottawa all at home in a row, three games. It, I think we're, what we're finally starting to see is this, this team is putting together wins, and hopefully they're starting to get hot. It seems like the goal scoring is coming. I mean, that Farabee-Hayes line has, has been on fire lately. Like, they were ineffective when they were first put together. I think they've been great now. Farabee's pass tonight to Scott Lawton was a thing of beauty. Goal line to goal line. And you know what? The way the way Brian Elliott has been playing has, like, I really like the way Brian Elliott has been playing, like, you know, compared to, to last year. Because last year I feel like he was a little, eh, you know. But with Carter Hart, you know, everybody loves Carter Hart. You know, I do too. I feel like he's a solid goalie. But with Brian Elliott playing the way he has been, I feel like he's a great backup. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he's been playing very good. So I got a question. What happens when Nolan Patrick comes back? We got all these NHL caliber players on our team right now. What happens when he comes back? Where does he slot in well, right I mean, now? I mean, when he, when he who comes... are you taking out for Nolan Patrick if he comes back this season? Th- this is what I'm going to say about the Nolan. Well, I'm, I'm going to preface by saying I don't think he's coming back this season. I don't season. think he is. I think he has to deal with a lot right now. I think he needs to get under control and figure out what's going on. I think didn't Lindros have this problem too? 
in his career yeah, when he yeah. had was doing all those concussions. He had migraine problems going on. Yeah, I. And another thing with, with this type of injury, it's preventing him from being fully conditioned to play NHL games. So even if he did come back, how many games would it take for him to be conditioned exactly. and ready? And and how do you take somebody out of this lineup? We've we've heard Av say multiple times. He wants to play Stewart in these he games. He wants it. to give Stewart these minutes, but Pitlick is just making it impossible right now. Yeah. Just like Hag and Gossesbear. Like, are you really going to we'll take Hag out for Gossesbear right now when we'll he's struggling? Let's get into that right now. Gossesbear sitting again. What is this, the fourth or fifth? The third? Maybe. Ghost. Or third. I don't it's, know. It's, just, it's around there. It, dude, it's either the third, fourth, or fifth straight game. I'm telling you. Ghost has to step his game the fuck up, is, in it's my been too opinion. Long. Way Honestly, too long. because like every time the dude takes a shot, you know he hits the fucking Toyota sign behind the net, <laughs> exactly. and he doesn't he doesn't hit the damn net at all. Heens, I want to ask you a question about Gosses Bear. He he had a quote saying that he just needs to get his confidence back, and that players like him don't grow on trees. Uh, a lot of people took that quote as him being kind of like, "All right, dude, what do you think you are? Like, what do you mean by grow on trees? You haven't really done anything." People have said that, but what, what do you what do you take about Gossesbear's struggles? What do you take about the trade rumors about Gossesbear? And do you think he's going to respond positively when he gets put back in the lineup? I was I was all over the Ghost wagon. I I loved Ghost when he came up. His rookie year was fucking fantastic, in my opinion. And I thought that was keep that that you know that would keep going on. You know, he would keep like progressing. And become a better defenseman, but he hasn't shown anything, you know. Like I, I think you know. I honestly think it's his time to go. Mm -hmm. I think he really should. Think yeah. Really? Trade deadline. Maybe. I do. See you in Calgary, hey. bub. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, what well, is Johnny he, Hockey? He, 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 yeah. Give me a good chance. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely take that trade. It's, it's definitely weird to hear people say that nowadays with Ghost. But it's because, true. like, no, I understand the frustration with Ghost right now. I understand he's been playing terrible hockey for the last, like, maybe year and a half, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I really don't understand. Like, it, it's weird because the first half of our frustration with Ghost started with Hackstall. Really, yeah. And Hackstall was terrible, and everything he's done with every player has been terrible. And honestly, sometimes I think maybe it just will take Ghost longer to adjust from going from Hackstall to AV. Because I honestly, I, yeah. I don't think Ghost is a I bad player. I'm just waiting for Ghost to just turn it around. I'm waiting for AV. The way AV, like, came out and told everybody about the whole Ghost situation, it sounded to me like he was say basically saying, I'm waiting for Ghost to just snap the fuck out of whatever he's in. Yeah, a little fun. And just, yeah, and just throw him back in there. He was like... I'm basically just waiting for Ghost to understand, like, what he's doing, the mistakes he's making, and then just throw him back in there. Hey, Hag's not playing that bad. Maybe Ghost can come in and understand what he's doing wrong, study that, and just come back and be a better player. But Listen, I think when Gossespair comes back, A.V. knows what he's doing. He knows what messages he's sending. He's been around the league enough. He's done this before. He knows. I think Gossespair is going to respond very well. I don't think Gosses Bear is going to be traded because I think his contract is very, very good. I mean, he's making four point five million for the next three plus years. I don't know the exact amount of years, but that's a contract you definitely want an offensive defenseman putting sixty five points up. Now I understand that was two years ago, but another thing is Robert Haig. He's playing hockey right now where you can't take him out of the lineup. The team is, has put together so many solid defensive efforts, the complete. And on, on the topic of slumping veterans, I, I want to address this. Kevin Hayes, 
has gotten two goals in the last couple games. He got an assist in this game. Uh, JVR with an assist in this game. Voracek thinks he got his swagger back. That fuck you attitude. Oh he has two goals. Yes. So I, I want to say this. Is there JVR with a point? Kevin Hayes with a couple points in his last couple games. Voracek with some goals. Mm-hmm. Are we finally starting to get hot here? I fucking yeah. hope so. His goal against Vancouver, uh, fucking Voracek's, where he went up high. Oh, dirty. oh my god, dude. Dirty. And then Braun was it Braun who passed that? It was Braun. It was Braun, dude. Who did you expect Braun to do that? Like, but behind the net in the offensive zone, he's a stay-at-home defenseman, dude. That was a great pass. That was a product of the Top system. Shelf. That was a product of the Top system. Shelf. AV always Even AV said that. Yeah. He was he like, he, I'm surprised like seeing Braun down there yeah. making that pass because you would never expect Braun to do that. Ever. Ever. And back to Robert Haig. I, I in my opinion, I thought that Robert Haig played pretty good defense last year, too. Uh, uh, I thought he debatable. was a solid again, like fucking compared to Radko Gudis and shit. Oh, I don't know. Rad- Gudis I had thought, a good year last year, dude. But but one of He's them, one of our best defensemen. Yeah, but one of the reasons why I think that Robert Haig was pretty good is because he's also physical and he could get people like the way I was taught growing up is play the body, not the not the puck. You don't go for the puck. You you, you go for the puck and you want to get you end up getting like slipped pass, you know? And and the guy gets right by you. But you play the body, you knock the dude off the puck and you know it's a free puck. You pick that shit up. Perfect transition here. Um we were talking about this during the game tonight. The lack of you said physicality. We talked about how there hasn't been many fights this year. I mean, I, I can only think, think of Chris a few Stewart. times. I think Chris Stewart's fight where he flashed his bicep was the last fight for the Flyers. And probably That's something... the only one. Dude, it... we're playing well. I don't care. <laughs> Do you really yeah, care if we're playing well? No, I don't, I don't give a shit if we're playing. Like, as long as we're winning games, that's all I care about. But, like, I think hockey's all about the physicality. It's, it's always been. Like, that's that... changed a lot over the past it has, like, Yeah, years. it has changed a lot. But, it's like, more I'm... skill. Yeah, it's more skilled. More it's more speed. speed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, I I always think phys like you know physicality is a big part of hockey, and like I the, always I think they should like you know kind of dial down on the on the penalties that's called and on like the fucking the refereeing this year has been atrocious. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I know it's, it's bad every made. year, it's but like made. there was multiple plays during that game where. It was a delayed call against Columbus. We had the puck, and they still blew it dead. Remember, and the- I what feel- is possession of the puck anymore? I, it, what is it? What do you define it as? Dude, you get the fucking puck, right? They'll touch it, be like, oh, yeah, possession of the puck. Do you really have possession of the puck? You just touch it one time. What about that all? You what just a- brace it one fucking time. What about when uh fucking Columbus was clearly offside going into our zone, and the refs missed that shit by a mile? Well, at least there's the review, so yeah, that yeah, if, yeah, yeah. I knew if they would have scored, it would have been called back. Mm-hmm. I want to get into something else now. The power play. The power play, especially power play unit one, started out fun with the additions of Konechny and Frost. But tonight, they can't enter a fucking zone. And we tweeted about it multiple times. They finally got a power play goal with Giroux. And Giroux on the left side. Left Go side. figure, right? Go figure, right? Goes right back there, gets a goal. Who would have thought? Dude? Ivan really? Provrov with thought? the assist. Has he taken? Has Ivan Provrov filled the role that Gostaspare left behind for him to take on power play one? Has he secured it? I hope so. Shit. I I have been wanting Giroux back on his left side, you know, this whole fucking season. I don't know why they had him over where Voracek plays on the right side. Exactly. Been too long. Yeah, like, why? 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 He's like... Drew's fucking 
30 on that one on, on his left side. Oh, so got the one T going. On. Yeah, yes. he's like he's 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 definitely within the top five power yes. point yeah, power play points fucking, producer. Besides Ovechkin, Ovechkin Crosby, who, who blazes the fucking puck, you know, every chance he gets. That's what I think Giroux should do every time he gets that opportunity they on need that to left shoot side. More. Fucking shoot! It, it it almost seems like they go for the point tip in too much yeah, it's like exactly. dude how many how many times do you want to shoot it from the point on a power play you, the goal is it's five on four you want to free it up you want to get that player open up for the slot or the cross crease one timer and you want to bury that fucking puck mm-hmm. chris what are your thoughts on power play one actually give me your thoughts on power play two as well because i think they've, they've all year the all year they've outperformed the first exactly. unit even tonight they entered the zone i know the first unit got a goal tonight but i still think they were the better unit you still think Unit 2 is the better unit? No. Even I, with Voracek on it, I will still say as of now, they are the better of Unit. I mean, when we began the season, obviously, Unit 1 sucked. And we complained about Unit 1 for actually a pretty long time. And they've, like, honestly just started to prove us wrong. Because we, we always knew they were going to prove us wrong. Because that power play 1 was always just too skilled not to prove us wrong. Because it's got Claude fucking Giroux on it. And then you add Morgan Frost. Yeah. You move Provorov down there. And then you got Konechny on the boards. Like, that oh, power so play was always just going to do something because of how skilled they are. Which is a great sight to see. Because it's good to see a coach change it up. Because, hey, guess what? That power play one with Voracek and Drew and Ghost was just not fucking and JBR. It just yeah, it just wasn't working. It, it, it's 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 amazing to see that like they change it because honestly, last year I don't think they do, and now with Morgan Frost, Konechny, Drew, Provi, and then James Jeremy's like on the front is just a very good idea, and it's worked so far. We won a fucking game tonight with Giroud scoring a power play goal. And the power play, too, hasn't looked that bad with Couturier. Any line with Couturier is going to look good. Oh, I want to get in this, and I've been itching to say this since our last podcast. Sean Couturier is on a different level this year. He's been playing great. I believe any like anybody he plays with on this team, he can make better. Anybody. Yeah, no I- matter who you put on his line, he, he can make better. Any... Yeah, any honestly, I I listened to that during the post game. I heard somebody say that. I, th- I think it was either Bill Clement or Jim Jackson. But honestly, if anybody's had, if anybody's in a slump, say a rookie, a veteran, a player has been here for two years, three years, if anybody's struggling, guess who you put him with? Couturier. Sean Couturier. Or Oscar Lindblom. So that, that, that duo. Both that duo. Oh my god. That dude. duo is just Holy a play, shit. a dominating play driving machine. Like, I, I don't think they... They're not getting enough credit. They're always going to be underrated in the league. And I still... Coots is still being slept on. Even this year, he's Lindblom's still being slept, slept on. on. Couturier has gone in with the assignments this year. And he has shut down Austin Matthews, Elias Pettersson. And that's just the name of few. Malkin is, to this day, is still scared of the guy. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, dude. Malkin has always been shut down by Sean Couturier. Always, since ever since Sean Couturier was a rookie. Yep. 2012, 2012 mm-hmm. playoffs with the the Flyers and the Penguins, that which was also like one of the most entertaining fucking playoff series because of all the shit going on. Like when Craig Adams pulled Scott Hartnell's hair during the fight, that Scott Hartnell pumped crazy. up the crowd. I fucking miss that shit. I really do. miss Scott Hartnell. I will. Oh I do. My God, that was my guy. I, 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 I miss his power play shot from the slot. I really do. Take a second to listen to this. 
Scott Hartnell for RJ Umberger. Oh, we're not getting into that. We're not <laughs> that's, getting that's into that. That's so long ago. That's, that's so long ago. I want to talk about something awful. more. Oh, my God. I want to talk about something more exciting. And that this year, my biggest takeaway from this game was that this is the first year where our goaltending all the way around good. has been good. It hasn't been the problem. Thank God. This is the f- – I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. This is the first time in a really long time that we can go down in a game early – like really early, and still have the defense and goalie to withstand that push from the other team to begin with, and still make a comeback. This is the first time that we've had like, like Elliot looks good. The defense looks good. The defense does not give up that many scoring chances. How many times did I jump up and slap him on the shoulder and say, Provorov, what a fucking back oh check that was. Oh my god, what was, was that? That Provorov play, that back check on Cam Atkinson where he caught up to him, he put the stick... That was incredible. I saw people saying he looked like a, like Drew Doughty doing that shit. Totally agree. Provrov has been on a different level, and the fact that he's putting it together offensively on the power play, he, he's your prototypical number one. I mean, we said it in the last podcast episode. He's learning from Niskanen. That pair, although they let in the first two goals tonight, they, they responded well. Listen, when you play 28 minutes a night, goals are going to go in against you. You know what I mean? Especially when you're a 23- or 22-year-old number one defenseman. But I've been Provrov this year has been what we thought he was. Mm-hmm. How good is it to finally say that we have two solid goalies and we don't have to call up seven other fucking goalies? <laughs> but to come, you know, Anthony Stolarz, fucking McKenna. McKenna's um, atrocious, man. Fuck, who else dude. do we have? Sad story, uh, uh, Peter Morozik, Calvin <laughs> Picard. The, the, list, the, li- the list goes on. Picard. Yeah, so Picard. Yeah, I said that really weird. Where the fuck is he Where the hell did he go? Anybody know where he's at? Let me know. Yeah, yeah. He's on Twitter. That's Hit where he's mentions, at. Yeah. He's checking his DMs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it's a great point. Like, this is... This time last year, honestly, Thanksgiving... Oh, my God. We, we, we were easily through our third, fourth goalie yeah. by now, right? Yeah. If like I'm like you said in the beginning, we're going off like pure memory. I don't remember if by this time last year. I mean Thanksgiving's tomorrow, so I don't know if this time last year we were through. It's gotta be at least three, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, Goalies, four, four. I would say four. Four. Yeah, because like I, dude, they even had like we set a record for the amount of goalies that we had last year. We like, did. The, like no, no other team. Had like fucking eight goalies signed to them. You know, you know what I'm saying. Like, it was terrible. It it really all boils down to this for me, and it's that through 25 games last year, this team was 11, 12 and two. We're talking one game below 500. We are 25 games into this season. We are 13, seven and five. We are six games above 500. Anyone that tells you that this is the same old Flyers, it is just not. No, it's not. The different coach, different system, and you can see it. Look at this. Sh- look at how structured our defense is. Our power play is the best in the Eastern Conference. When the not our power play, our penalty kill. My bad. I'm sorry. Our go. penalty kill is the best in the Eastern Conference. When was the last time we could fucking say that? Exactly. How long? I don't know. Mike Yo has done a fantastic job. Terry needs to figure out that power play for sure. But Mike Yo has stepped in and done a great job with that defense. I haven't caught much of the power play from tonight's game, but where was Morgan Frost playing? 
Morgan Morgan Frost has been playing slot of power play one. I like think Brain he. Chan. I think I think he should be on le- like on that Voracek side. Not on the uh, I totally side. agree, but I, K- yeah. Konechny's too hot from there right now. Oh I don't think god. they want oh to remove. Can we talk about Konechny? Okay, go off about Konechny. Oh my god! Since the first game, like I just feel like I knew he was gonna have like like this season from his first game. His dude when he undressed Duncan Keith, that was amazing. We all we were all down here. We all stood up when he scored that goal. You're like, oh my fucking god, dude. Dude, I. How thought, long has it been? I thought Konechny. I like. I definitely thought Konechny. I, I. You know. I think he's the best player on his team this right year. Now, I yes, mean, you I know think what? So. You know what? No, actually, second. I, I feel like Sean Couturier's been fucking great. Ooh, I think he's Selkie right now. If you had to say a Selkie winner, I think it's him right now. Listen, if you look at any or, or Bergeron, if you look at any heat map of this guy, if you look at his Corsi number, he hold. Elias Pettersson to a 30% Corsi the other night. The average is 50. So he was 20% points under his... That That's insane. That is dominance. He shot... Elias Pettersson didn't have a shot. For the second time all year, he never recorded a shot. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. They are. Like, teams are... And you saw multiple times Vancouver put out their second power play unit just to avoid Sean Couturier on the penalty kill. Dude, the, the second period in the Vancouver game... We had 17 shots on net while Vancouver only had four. After our but, bad first period. Yeah, but we couldn't Send the message, pot maybe. any of those goals during the second period. That, that's what I also think is a problem with the Flyers. They put a ton of damn shots on net, but they can't fucking bury them. They need to fucking be able to, you know, yeah. bury them damn goals. The, the hope is that that eventually, yeah, like, the possession I, will translate yeah. to goals. All right. We were talking all, all about this fucking negative shit. Yeah. We beat the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. First time in regulation in their building since 2005. Let's fucking celebrate this fucking win. Oh, come on. You know we celebrate. We slamming some birds right here. You know, me and my crew, me and my TLY guys right here. I'm not even even kidding. We're talking about all this negative shit right now. And I get it. Like, we still have problems. We're talking about how dominant Sean Couturier has been. I mean, acne. Like, come on, man. And Limbaum's having a fantastic season. That that TL, the, what is it? What do they call the TLC, the TLC line? The Travis Limbaum connect, or or Travis Limbaum Couturier line? That line was disgusting. And, like, they they had to be split up, though, because they were the only line producing. And I understand that. But I do not mind. Giroux, Frost, and Konechny together. Like, that, I think, is fucking great. Those those three on a line together, that's going to definitely, you know, produce some damn goals and some points. Yeah, It already has been, but it's going to, you know, definitely keep going, you know? When's the last time you've seen a team this deep from the Flyers? If you look at it on paper, it looks so deep. And, like... It's, I don't know, man. Like, when's the last year you've seen a team this deep? And we're without Nolan. Yeah, Imagine I, if we had him. Oh, my we got, God. This team looks so good on paper, but it just needs to produce. Once that's they find their though. rhythm, that's the, different, their rhythm, that's, oh, my God, dude. If we had Nolan, Morgan's not here. Let JVR, Vortrex. I disagree with that. I feel like Morgan playing is playing wing right Where's now. Where's Morgan playing right now if Nolan's here? I think he's playing on G's wing or he's wing. playing on Nolan's wing. But he's, I, oh, my God. Oh, hold on. And then, and then who's out? I don't know. That, that's the question. That, that, that's, that's that was the question earlier. we asked in the beginning of the podcast episode. Exactly. As, so as of right now, you couldn't do that. But we yeah. were saying, theoretically, if Nolan Patrick was here from the beginning, yeah. this team could be that much deeper. As of now, like like I said, it, and I said it in the beginning of the podcast episode, I, I truly believe that he won't play hockey again this year. I mean, so. 
it, it doesn't seem like he's it's making shame. too much progress. Like they can say it's better, but at the end of the day, this is this is a pro- this isn't no upper body injury. You know, there's no timetable on this. Th- these things take time. Um, nah, he's he, like those kind of like brain injuries don't they take like trials. It's a, it's basically like trial and error. Like you try medicine to work. If it doesn't work, you get a higher dose. If that dose was too high, you get a lower dose. It's it's trial and error with that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Nolan, take some damn Advil or Motrin and call it a day. Just hop back on the fucking rink. No, <laughs> no I'm joking. I'm joking. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, the the migraines, that's, that's fucking, you know. I, I don't know. He has to find a way to get that, That's that. what it is. We don't know. We can't yeah, exactly. comment on it because it's we don't know. It's week to week every month. You can't. I just, at no this point. Table. There's nothing you can do about it. At this point, I just want the damn dude back on the ice with the Flyers. I, 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 thought, I totally agree. Yeah, I, I, agree. I thought this was going to be like Nolan Patrick's breakout year. We well, all did. We sat, We came yeah, on the pod yeah, all summer and talked about yeah. it. Had so much confidence, I man. I wanted to talk about something, and that's. The strategy of the team. Farabee said in his postgame comments, by the way, Charlie O'Connor asked him, great question. He said, notice that in the first period, the team tends to dump it in early. And in the second period, they, t- they tend to enter the zone with controlled entries, like possession of the puck. Mm-hmm. And I found out why. Have you noticed the team has played a lot of boring first periods? Yeah. That's because they constantly dump the puck in to make people, th- make other op- the opposition think that, when they dump it in, that they can cheat back to go get the puck because they don't want to skate all the way back in the zone. So what they do is, in the second period, when they see that they're tra- uh, charging into the zone, about to dump it in, they see the defender turn their back, start to cheat to get the puck early in the zone, and then they just take it in on a controlled entry. What they're doing is they're fooling teams. This is a product of AV system. First period, they dump it in, make the team think, oh, they're going to dump it in all game. Second period, they fake the dump controlled entry and it's worked like this team has had dominant second periods after having very disappointing first periods that seems to be the trend of the season it's been disappointing for or very boring uneventful first period uh usually where we get scored on second period we dominate uh haven't been finishing for now but hey i mean uh winning three out of your last four i'll take that yeah with and, with four of your next five at home, I will definitely take that. Yeah, and and every third period, you know, it always comes down to the wire with the fucking Flyers. You know, it's always they're either up by one goal or they're down by one goal. Then they score, bring it in overtime. Then we're pooping the shootout. <laughs> like that's it. So many overtimes this year too. Ah, oh, so, so many, and, and you already know, the Flyers will keep bringing damn games into overtime. They always do. I mean, yeah, we love the extra, the, the point that they get from it, but just win a damn game in regulation. The schedule, though, fucking sucks. The schedule is god-awful, dude. So many back-to-backs, it's ridiculous. Chris, I have a question for you. Ridiculous. What's up, buddy? How Now, when the line was first put together, they it was it, when Hayes was struggling, yeah. Fairview was starting to hit his rookie wall, does yeah. it seem like this line is finally back to the point where we can roll all four lines, that third line? I mean, I want to be honest with you. We all kind of knew, like, we all kind of talked about it, especially on the podcast, especially on Twitter. We all knew that line was kind of going to work before Lawton came back when Pitlick was on that line, when it was Pitlick, Hayes, and then Farabee on the wing. We were like, hey, this line's kind of good, but, like, maybe Pitlick is a fourth-line player. And then Lawton came back, you throw Lawton on that line, and that line has turned into something nice because, hey, guess what? Hayes was playing good hockey before Lawton came back, but nobody was finishing for him. He still does the same shit, puck protection, 
yeah. put it in front of the net, and now Faraby's more confident. Faraby with the beautiful, beautiful assist to Scott Lawton tonight. I think that line is just getting started. The Morgan Frost line with Drew has already got started. They're going to always create chances. They have tonight. I think the Couturier line is going to dry anybody. Yeah. So it's, man, dude, like, it, it, it's exciting. Like, this is exciting hockey right now because every line's rolling. We got Provorov and Niskin playing lights out hockey. I just want to say this Provorov again tonight, even after letting up two goals, 25 minutes on the ice. He's he's a lock for above twenty five minutes a night, no sweat. Even if he's injured, the dude's a tank. Seriously, he's a rushing tank. Yeah, yeah. Provorov plays so many fucking minutes for this team, and like, it's it's crazy. The dude will play like full full fucking periods, basically. You look at his time at the end of the game, and he played like twenty fucking six minutes. No sweat either. He'll be back next night to yeah. do it again. Yeah, no complaints. Like that's at all. fucking kudos to him. Shit. He he does it while he's injured. Couturier has Couturier. We talk about how dominant he's been. He's I think he's still injured. His shoulder. Could be. Yeah, yeah he's still probably feeling good. it from shoulder. Imagine what a hundred percent of Couturier oh my looks God. like. God, and he's already Jesus snapped. Christ. He's, he's already had snapped. a lot of injuries too, dude. He's but, Let's get into that uh, the game-winning goal and then the end of the game here. Mm-hmm. So, Giroux's power play shot. Finally, the power play cashes in. Giroux on the left side. I know we talked about it a little bit. But it, it's about time. I said it when he got the puck. I was like, rip that fucking puck. And he did. And we all, like this whole city has been clamoring for Giroux to shoot more for the last yes. decade. And he does need to. I totally agree. Um, Giroux's starting to finally find his groove. Mm-hmm. Especially playing with Konechny and Frost, it's a revival. Just like playing with Lindblom and Couturier for Jake Voracek has been a revival. But let's get into the way they ended that game. I mean, they, they missed a bunch of empty nets, but for the most part, they controlled possession in that final two minutes. Usually with the Flyers, it gets kind of scary, some close chances. Elliot did have some big saves, but for the most part, they closed that game out. They closed that one goal game out. In a game where they were losing on the road in a building they never went in, that, that game... I know it's a game against Columbus, an inferior team, but that's a game that the previous Flyers just don't win. And they went in and won that tonight. And it, it, it just says something to me, especially after winning that game in Vancouver. They're such a seesaw team. It's like one season they don't make the playoffs, next season they do, next season they don't, next season they do. And then they're out the second it's, round. It's, a continu- <laughs> it's been going on for, like, what, six years? Just make the playoffs, don't, make the playoffs, don't, make the playoffs, don't. It's so annoying. I just need consistency. The team looks so good this year, but like it just needs to perform and get going. It's been a while. So until our next full-length podcast episode, we have a Black Friday matchup against the Detroit Red Wings, the worst team in the league. 17 points they have in the standings. Which, Jesus on, Christ. Yeah, Which no, knowing the Flyers, they would lose to them. That yeah. That's the thing. That <laughs> the, I want the Flyers to go into this home game. And I know I've been saying it, and like I – I don't know how many times I can say it because I said it for the Vancouver game. I said, handle your business. I said it for the Columbus game, handle your business. But this is the worst team in the league coming into your building on a holiday. Everyone's going to be watching that game. Hopefully most people are off work. Win this fucking game. Because you you go to Montreal the next day. I know they've been struggling, but Montreal, that's a hard building to play in. You win that game against Detroit, you're playing with house money in that game against Montreal. Yeah, definitely. By the way, it is also Thanksgiving officially. It's past midnight. So, happy Thanksgiving to all you guys who listen. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy yourself. Um, get very drunk. 
and enjoy and the Flyers, enjoy grub, the Sixers, yeah, grub on like all the food, <laughs> all the foods, all the leftovers, grub on. Yeah, mashed potatoes, turkey. Right all before we do all that, Happy Thanksgiving. But right before we do all this, this thanking, I just wanna, I just wanna take a time to basically cover everything right now. Hey, guess what? This team is not the same team from last year. This team is different. This team is deep down the center. This team is a defensive team. This team has goaltending. This team has structure. This team has coaching. This team is completely different from the last team. And if you try to sit here and argue with me that this time is this team is not different, then you're wrong. You're just wrong. This team is different. Facts. This team is growing. This team is young. And guess what? At the beginning of this season, who who led this team, Danny, in the beginning of the season? What's that? Who led this team in the beginning of the season? Jerome? No. Can Ekne, maybe? The kids. And now, guess what? The veterans are catching up. And Voracek's like, hey, I'm back. That's a good point. Drew's like, hey, I'm back. Hey, guess what? It's been the point the entire season. Frost is still here. Hey, guess what? Joel Farabee's not in Allentown. Guess what? This team is fucking here. You know what it seems like to me? I'm sorry to interrupt you. It, It really seems like the veterans did the same old shit they always do. Except this time they had the depth to win them games. Exactly. To help them finally. They had the system and they had the fucking depth and the talent behind them. Not Mike Vecchione on the fourth line. I'm talking about Joel Farabee on the fucking third line. Morgan Frost on the first. Actual Myers. That first line is actual insane. Actual skill on this team that can actually progress through the system and have their bumps and have their issues and still get through them and still perform. And guess what? Last year, if Farabee comes here and does what he did, and score the way he did, and then has that slump for about maybe two weeks, where he wasn't the most impressive player. Guess what? The old regime, he's in Allentown right now. Or he's he, in the press box. He's in Allentown right now, eating wings at the local pub. Okay? <laughs> this year, he's here. He's going through that struggle. He's asking veterans about advice. He's, he's doing all this. He's getting one of his best friends called up. To play first line center with Claude Giroux and Travis Konechny, this is a different team. We didn't yeah. see this for the last four or five years. Like, like you said, the, the team is so young, and when you have a team that's this young, like we are thirteen and seven and five right now, but when you have a team that's this young, you get better as the season goes on. And guess what? Next game, I guarantee you, you see the same fucking lineup you saw tonight. Because guess what? This lineup won you a fucking hockey game. And no, nothing's going this to lineup has won you quite a few hockey games recently. This lineup, <laughs> this lineup has taken you into overtime and good actual hockey games that have turned into skill competitions. This lineup is good. We are still sitting at only two regulation losses in the month of November. That is fucking incredible. Incredible. Yeah, it is. That's fucking incredible. Especially yeah. since the Flyers have slow starts to like you know every fucking season. Their Novembers yeah. have been terrible. I saw a stat from Jordan Hall that said that. Their last five Novembers combined amount to 23, 29, and 7 or something Such like that. Such a slow start. But then second half, we pick it up all of a sudden. Just need consistency. If we can pick it up Just in the second half right here, especially after the way we played in this first half, this is a good fucking hockey team. And I'll, I'll forever say, it, it, this whole season relies on Carter Hart. And he, he has been what I thought he would be. 
Like he's he, solid. Yeah, and I think he's found his groove back to be even better than solid. I mean, the goals that have gone in on him recently have just been Aki bounces. They've been really odd bounces. But that is just about the end of this episode. We should wrap this up. This this quick little post game bonus content. We missed an episode due to the flu. But we had to give you guys this. We were, we were so excited. We were sitting in the basement and we were like, you know what? We had Let's just record something. We the Flyers look it. good. The Flyers look good, man. And I want to give a huge shout out to my boys at TLY. Thank you for having us on here. Absolutely. Know? Appreciate it. Uh, love y'all. Yeah. If you guys want to hear more from Devin Doheny, Devin Harrison, <laughs> and Brian Bertel, please let us know. We, by the way, we are also open to having any kind of guests on this podcast. Definitely. So if you if you're interested, you talk flyers, you're passionate, and you can uh, speak full English, and you want to please hop on the podcast, and you want to slam some beers, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know. absolutely. No gay <laughs> buds and Bardownskis, please. Feel, feel free to join us. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. but that that's just about it. A quick little post game bonus content. I am Danny Deemer here with. Chris Stumpo, Brian Bertel, Devin Harrison. You can follow us at Twitter, at Instagram, at the Liberty L. I am at TLY Danny. I am at Chris Stumps. Uh, Devin is at Devin Harrison 36. Yes, sir. At Brian Bertel, as always. Follow us on Twitter. And guess what, guys? Real quick, go Flyers. Everybody Absolutely. have a happy holiday. No discussion, yep. Happy holidays, 13, 7, and 5. Enjoy your fucking Thanksgiving. The Flyers are six games above 500. If you are a Flyers fan, enjoy this fucking Thanksgiving. Get drunk. Enjoy that Black Friday game and go Flyers. Mm-hmm. Get sir. trashed. Mm-hmm.